Welcome. You are listening to the Better Together podcast with Callie and Rosario Picardo. We take on topics involving marriage, ministry, parenting, communication, relationships, and other subjects that our listeners want to hear more about. And welcome back to the Better Together podcast. I am Callie Picardo. And I'm Ross Picardo. And today we are talking about something that really is uh, an important topic, and that is overcoming fear. And we know that today our society is very fearful. We're in the midst of panic with a pandemic, and there is just fear of uncertainty, you know, different supply chains with goods that maybe are scarce right now. There is people dying of COVID-19. There's a lot of injustice in the world. And really, anytime you turn on the news and you uh, watch any kind of TV or even the internet, it tells us to be afraid, be very afraid. And yet God um, calls us not to fear. He says, fear not. Says that 365 times, in fact, in the Bible. I think he wants to get that point across, don't you? And it's interesting, though, because those fears are all on top of the normal level of fears. It's not like we stopped having things to be afraid of. We had things to be afraid of uh, two years ago before so much of this started, and now it's just even amplified. But the interesting thing is I've heard it said that faith is not the absence of fear. You know, fear is a good thing. Fear actually keeps us safe. God gave us the emotion of fear because, you know, if I see a rattlesnake in my path, it's a good thing to be afraid of a rattlesnake. I should probably run in the other direction. In fact, I am going to be running the fastest sprint of my lifetime. I just wish it was winning me a medal or a race. But if I saw something that was dangerous... I would be responding in that fear it raises our level of anxiety and it gets us to move. So fear is in some ways actually a good thing, but too much fear can paralyze us from moving. I often hear that um, acronym of fear, false evidence appearing real. And so it's almost looking at two different sides of the same coin. Of course, we know it's a coin, but it appears differently depending on the angle of what you look at. And so oftentimes Satan will come to us and really try to uh, paralyze us with fear where we give in to fear. Now there's a healthy fear that we have. Um, we fear the Lord. Um, we have a healthy fear knowing that we're mortals and that really our life and our um being created by God. Um, our life is in God's hands. So that's that healthy fear. And even when we uh, go after something, we do something for the first time, we follow God's call. Um, there is a mixture of fear and excitement when we follow it. And it's healthy when we know that we cannot do something on our own, but it's only by the power of God. And so it keeps us dependent on God so there's a difference between having some fear and letting fear control your life. 
So as we've shared before, we have young kids and often bedtime can be a struggle. We say it's time to go to bed. We do the whole bedtime routine, but all of a sudden we put everyone in bed and we hear those little footsteps coming <laughs> down the stairs. And we said, oh, not again. So we go to check and it's needs to go. Someone needs to go potty again or needs a sip of water or their stuffed animal fell out of bed and no, they couldn't just pick up this dip thing and we'll put them back in. They had to come all the way downstairs to get us to tell us so then we could come back upstairs and help them get back in bed with their stuffed animal. And we were having a night like that with our middle child, Gabriella, who is three years old. And I was getting admittedly quite frustrated. I was, because I was ready to be done. I was ready to rest. And here I kept having the interruptions of needing to get her back in bed. And she just did not want to go. And she was starting to cry and like really not wanting to go. And her sister was asleep in the room. So didn't want to put a crying child in the same bedroom as a sleeping child and wake up two kids awake. So finally I got down on her level and I said, Gabriella, are you afraid? And she did a little pouty face nod of her head to indicate that yes, indeed she was afraid. And I think in some ways, Ross, that's the first step when we're afraid is actually to name that you're afraid and to try to name why you're afraid. Naming why you're afraid is important because God is big enough to know exactly why we're afraid. We just need to name that. Um, Oftentimes, maybe we try to hide it or, you know, we try to avoid things, but just being honest with God and speaking it out loud and telling God why you're afraid, I think can bring some relief and it can bring some healing as well. So then the next thing I did with Miss Gabriella was we did our bad guy prayer. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where this thing started, but you know that whole thing, if you see a bear in the wilderness, you're supposed to like put your hands up in the air and make yourself really big. Well, we put our hands up in the air because that makes you really big and scary. And then the next thing we do is we say the word that is so, so scary that makes every bad guy run in fear. And that is we say with all of our might, as loud as we can, Jesus. And so hands up in the air, say in the name of Jesus Jesus. to scare all the bad guys away. And you might think it's silly, but I have talked to other adults who have heard me talk about us teaching our girls the bad guy prayer. And they have started doing it sometimes too. And there is power in the name of Jesus. You did that at church uh, a few months back when you were preaching and everybody caught on to that and kept saying that and um, really teaching other people about that bad guy prayer. I love it. Yeah, we had an adult then later share how she'd started doing it when she was dealing with fear. She would just start shouting out loud the name of Jesus, louder than her fears were shouting in her head. She was out loud shouting the name of Jesus, and there is power in the name of Jesus. But there's also a power in our name in terms of who God has called us to be and really named us and shaped us. And so what does Gabriella mean? Yeah, one of the things I said to Gabriella when she's so afraid, I said, Gabriella, do you know what your name means? And when Gabriella, when I was pregnant with Gabriella, I said, I want to give her a strong Italian female name. Because if you hadn't guessed, Picardo is a very Italian name. Roz is 100% Italian. And I got a little bit in me. 
And so we looked up a strong Italian female name because I was going to raise a strong woman of God. Well, came across the name Gabriella, and it means the Lord is my strength. And I said, oh, God, that is so much better than any strong I am woman, hear me roar type name. No, uh, the truth is our strength is in God. So I was able to say, Gabrielle, your name means that God is my strength. And you are so, so strong because Jesus lives inside of you. And that is true for us as believers. Your name might mean something completely different, but what is your identity? What is your identity as a child of God? You are strong because of who lives inside of you. The very same spirit that rose Christ from the grave lives inside of you. And we are God's children and he is our father. And so he reminds us that we are his beloved and that we don't have to be afraid that we can be strong because of his Holy Spirit in us. So then the final thing I did with Gabriella, trying to really get her back in bed because she needed to go to sleep. She needed to overcome these fears and be okay going to sleep. I said, let's go back in your room and will you show me what's afraid? And so she pointed to this shadow on the wall that was the nightlight where it was coming across the border of her bed. So I showed her what was really causing the shadow she was afraid of. I went over and put my hand in front of the light and said, hey, look, this is where it's coming from. This is the source of where your fear is coming from. And sometimes knowing what's causing us to be afraid and finding out if it is a real something you need to be afraid of. I mean, like I said, if there's a snake in your path, then you need to be afraid. But if it's just a shadow, there's no need to be afraid. What did you say fear stands for? Yeah, fear is false evidence appearing real. So sometimes there are those things that it's false. It looks like it's real. It looks like something we need to be afraid of, but it's not really something we need to be afraid of. So Roz, what's a time that you've had to overcome a fear? Um, You know, there's a fear being an Enneagram 3 and achiever. Um there's sometimes fear of failure and uh, not that I'm afraid of going after something, but it's um, what if I fail? What if I'm not successful or fruitful Um, or, you know, am am I not doing enough? And so because of that, I may take on more. Um, One of the times that I've had to step out, was a few years ago when we were starting Mosaic and, you know, starting out, you don't have really much of a budget. And so I made the courageous uh, move. God was calling me. I didn't really want to do this, but being bivocational and working at United Seminary when I was presented with an opportunity um, and I just simply said yes to God. And I was nervous. I was afraid. I was wondering how I was going to manage everything. And then as uh, I accepted the role first as the director of the leadership center, God just kept, you know, promoting me there. And all I kept doing was saying yes to God, but there was a fear going into that and still a fear of failure that God has been dealing with me. So some of it's naming those fears and figuring out what's behind them, but then also figuring out what's God's truth. So in the case of failure, 
really, if God's calling you to say yes, God's going with you in it. And it's not as much about us individually as it is about saying yes to God. And sometimes we learn even more from our failures than we do our victories. So going in with that, okay, God, you're calling me to this. I'm saying yes. Lord, please walk with me through it. And replacing those fears with truth. And um, one of the things that often helps me is sometimes God will give me an image that is God's truth that'll replace those fears. And so um, one of the times was as I was starting preaching, I would get really nervous before I would go up on stage to preach. And God gave me this cool image of just uh, me as a little child in my father's arms. And God as the father would be holding me up stage, up on his arms on stage. And I don't know if you remember that game telephone, where one kid would whisper in another kid's ear something. And then that kid would whisper in the next and the next and the next. And in that game, often it got the wording got twisted by the end, but we were just doing a one person game of telephone tag and God would just whisper in my ears, what do you want me to say? And then I would just say it out loud. And how easy is that to just repeat the word someone else is whispering in your ear? And I really felt like God was saying, Callie, that's the way I want your preaching to be, where I'm just putting in your ear what I want you to say and you speak it out loud. Um, there was another time that I was really dealing with some fears and I got the image of, um, you know, the waves, you know, the uh, disciples were in the midst of a storm and Jesus was asleep in the boat and Jesus said, peace be still. And the waves just ceased. Um, but they were afraid because they saw the waves. Well, I got the image of the waves, but then I looked and it was like a theater set where there was a person on either side of the cardboard cut out of waves, making a move back and forth to look like waves, but they weren't even real waves. And I felt like God was showing me that I was being afraid of something that wasn't even real. And so it might be that God gives you an image that becomes your source of confidence and truth in the face of fear. It might be that God provides the scripture. It might be that God reminds you of the truth of your identity and him. Um, but when you deal with fear, you're going to face fear. But remember, God has overcome the world. And so how do you respond to fear? How do you say yes to God in the face of that fear? So it's naming it, praying it, and reminding yourself that you belong to God. And so, friends, do not be afraid. Remember, fear is that false evidence appearing real. Thanks so much for joining this week. God bless. Have a great week.